Hello. Hello. Welcome to another Film Critter Processes. Processes. Uh, we're here to talk about the clown. The clown in the room. The clown in the room. Donald Trump, ladies the and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> the president yeah. of the United States. And all his little circus freaks in Congress. Hey. <laughs> Uh, uh, but no, we're talking about Pennywise. Not that clown. Pennywise yeah. the clown, silly. Ah, uh, it's like it's like an SNL bit, probably. I don't know. I don't weekend, know. Weekend up, up vote. <laughs> weekend up, up vote. <laughs> weekend up, Chuck, more like. <laughs> Fucking liberal media. More like weekend down date, because I give this uh, skit a thumbs down, and this bit is over. <laughs> it part two. Um, uh, Brew, what did you think of it, part one? Um... All right. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Uh, Jay, what did you think of it, part one? I actually liked it, part one. It has been... Yeah. I have not seen it since we saw it in theaters, so that was like two years ago. Um, yes. That, yeah, that was a while. Shit. It was 2017. I thought it was 2018. No, it was 2017, two years ago. That's so... Oh, goddamn. That's why uh, the kids kind of look weird in this one, because they were like children when they made the first movie. And now they are older. And now that... And, and as it turns out, children change really fast <laughs> it's really weird it turns out unlike adults you can't just be like two years later we'll record them again playing the same roles nope doesn't work that way <laughs> <laughs> i they looked they looked mostly the same it was i mean i kids i have, do grow fast but I like have, there were some reasons i have heard that part of that is because um the and i'm actually stealing this from red letter media i apologize i did watch one videos of theirs okay um I'll forgive you one day. But they, the, Chris Evans in that is like, I think they used computers to make them look younger. And I think that's why they look weird in some scenes. Ooh. Because uh, he's like, there's also some parts where like their voices like don't sound right. But I guess because like he had watched the the first one right before he went and saw this one. So mm. he was like, that voice doesn't sound right. <laughs> huh. Um, that's just, man, that's bizarre. You- I mean, it's, they've, it makes sense. I was like, as soon as he said that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. They've been doing that shit for a while now where they'll just like, we're going to age out someone's face. It chapter two, I will say, uh, my, my first real thoughts on chapter, like part one was in, enjoyable. I kind of thought I like, I did I liked it not really as a movie, but more as kind of like a weird, like horror thrill ride thing. Um, and I was able to stomach it more as that because it's about, because it's a movie about kids. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, the tone can be more, like, kid-friendly. Um, whereas, like... It's it's the Stranger Things thing. I, I, I did have somebody get really mad at me when I said that, because they were like, Stranger Things is ripping off the original It. And I'm like, well, theoretically, from yeah. 20 years ago? Yeah. Sure, like, yeah, okay. Sure, but the new It movie is ripping off Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. we're talking... It's got some of the same kids in it. Yeah, you're like, you're talking about artistic merit, and we're talking about capitalism. Yeah, like, like yeah, that's why like, it's like, yeah, but, like, there isn't the movies like that, and like, not, you like, You don't another... get to just pretend there isn't a market. Yeah, like, I was like, that's that's who they're marketing it to, is people who like Stranger Things, not people yeah. who fucking sat through a three-hour TV, TV miniseries. They, nobody sat there and was like, oh, man, I... W- bro... My passion project is it like it, it it absolutely was born of like and 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 I'm certain that they feel passionate about the like in about the intellectual property of it and the original novel uh but I will say nothing is more fucking infuriating when a creator is highly self-referential about their own fame yeah um shut the fuck up Stephen King You're uh, not the, the endings writer. the endings suck haha. <laughs> 
It's like The Simpsons, where if I acknowledge it, I don't have to change it. Yeah. <laughs> if I acknowledge that the ending sucked, the ending to this movie can suck, too. <laughs> Which it did. And it did! It did! Yay! Uh, yeah, I don't know who the fuck this movie's for. Like, it's... I guess people who just saw the first one yeah. <laughs> and wanted to watch the new one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not very good. It's not very interesting. It kind of just plods along. Uh, I think I think the screenwriters kind of feel like they did something uh, really smart and nonlinear, uh, but they didn't. Uh, it's kind of it, they kind of just I don't know they kind of just cherry pick a bunch of like weird anecdotes um, to make it feel more nonlinear than it is. I, it it feels a little bit like a uh, like an illusion because um, really the main plot here is just them being adults and fighting the fucking clown. Uh, and some of the effects and some of the stuff as far as like just the visual design, I, I think that's really what I would want to take away from both of these movies is that visually they're both quite good. I think the people who are working in the visual effects department really knew what they were talking about. In the There's, movie I movie. really like like the scene when they're in the Chinese restaurant, the little things bursting out. Those are, yeah, they're very, you know, they're cartoons, but they have good yeah. design. As much as that scene was like really fucking contrived and annoying and like some some real like honey i shrunk the kids bullshit the, like i i was losing my mind when they were like switching the like the like five grown adults one brain cell each yeah. trying to be like what does the word say i can't figure out what it says and i'm just like oh my god you don't even need stanley's name it clearly says guess couldn't cut it yeah it could I, not be more clear like i didn't even think there was going to be one i thought they were going to be like well clearly something's missing what's missing and then they'd be like stanley stanley's missing stanley's not here so we don't have his thing stanley's the one who couldn't cut it because stanley uh cut himself out of the movie <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely uh it's a bad film uh all the writing is just like really like everything that everybody says to each other makes no fucking sense everybody is constantly lying Every single What character. is up with that? Like, what? Like, that's, that is like, that is point perfect of what I mean about the Stranger Things-fication of these things is because in Stranger Things season one, it's not a problem. But in everything after that, the characters are just constantly lying to each other for no reason. <laughs> like, I guess people lie, but also it, it's just, they're not white lies. They're, they're, they're like, hey, uh, at the end of this, uh, Native American ritual, which, by the way, huh? Yeah. Okay. What the fuck was that? Like, here, so a friend had brought that up, and I straight up was like, "I'm not gonna be real with you." I deleted those scenes from my brain because I was like, "This is, this is a movie made now." Yeah. <laughs> this feels like a movie. Like, this feels it, like you would have had this in a Stephen King adaptation from the '80s. For real, it, it's so bad. Um, and and first of all, the audacity. To have character, basically the point I'm making is that like the lie is that at the end of this ritual we're all gonna die. Uh, essentially, like yeah, it, it it and it's just stupid. I was like, no, it's fine. They just didn't believe enough, and it's like, why would you? <laughs> stupid. Uh, why, why? What the fuck are you talking about? And also, just to just be a movie that's like partially about like bigotry and racism and homophobia, which we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> we'll spin you a yarn about that. Um, it, it, to to then like have no significant native characters and and to use them as a like vehicle as as literally as, as, like, magic. As, as magic as as magic 
Like not the magic, only, the magic trash people who live outside of our trash kingdom. Not only does do your films have to have like the magical black person trope, like to a certain extent, like it doesn't go all the way, but it, it has the trappings of that shit too. Yeah, well, it's fine because you learned it from magical Native Americans. <laughs> yeah, so you know, just fucking, uh, it's so abhorrent. Um, and it's it's really who like, gave him drugs? <laughs> God, who just gave him DMT? Like that's you can just like come up with the most like as. How- as long as your message is the most milk toast, like inapplicable bullshit to real life, they will give you billions of dollars. I think it would have been much funnier if the twist is Pennywise goes like, tell them the truth. And then like what we see actually happened is that he went to like, he just went to a dude who was like an indigenous American and sold DMT. But that was it. Like he wasn't like, let me tell you this like magic secret ritual we have. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, uh, 15. <laughs> <laughs> And he just smoked DMT and made up the whole story. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I've been there. That would have that been a much more comical and less racist twist. <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's just a fucking comedy of errors. Like, yeah. just write your characters. Write them like people. Write them, not... write them, yeah, write them like talking like, especially because you have a great narrative hook here of like, these are characters who all had some traumatic shit happen to them from growing up in small town America that fucked them all up for life. And they moved away and they all forgot about it willingly. (laughs) That is a, that is a great setup. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you don't really, you don't really see the movie using that, like using that conceit to really tear apart these structures of inequality, actually. Yeah. Like it, it or these structures of trauma. Like, how do, yeah. you, how do you deal with trauma? What is, like, how do you, what can you do in a small town trauma? What do you do when you can't get out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's just kind of tosses that shit by the wayside. And, and there's all this dialogue. It's just like, ah, uh, you and your fucking fat wife. Uh, blah, uh, your blah. wife is just like your mom and you call her mommy. <laughs> yeah, it's so hateful. It just feels shitty. Like, I don't know, dog. <laughs> yeah, like, just, just, like, be nice to your friends. Yeah, like, what, know, what was up gonna... with that? Where they were like, yeah, like, we all got back together and it's like, oh, we all love each other again. But, like, they talk to each other in that scene like they hate each other. <laughs> For real? Like, they don't, they, they haven't seen each other in 27 years. So how how much are they friends, really? Like, I, I get that there's a certain extent of just, like, uh, oh. oh, you know, we all went through this crazy thing together. But the weird shit with, um... Beverly and Stanley is the fat kid. Who's the fat kid? Uh, fucking, I don't remember. What's yeah? There's this whole plotline where fat kid becomes uh becomes acceptable skinny adult. That that just becomes like wow he wow Archie got hot, but he's like wow he became hot and for some reason aged twenty years more than all of us because <laughs> like he looks like he's fucking fifty. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, and, and uh, his character is so well read. Well read, yeah, and it's like. They reintroduce it, and I was like, okay, this is going to be about, like, you know, him having to let go on this, like, crush, and this idea that, like, yeah. oh, if I hadn't been fat, she would have gotten with me, which ben. kind of, Ben, yeah, you know, this kind of idea of, like, oh, if I hadn't been fat, she wouldn't have gotten with me, and acknowledging that, like, you know, she was going through some shit, too, like, you can't, like, your high school love was not going to be your true love, Yeah, but no, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it no, actually... it actually was, if you weren't fat, you would have gotten with her, <laughs> yeah, um, which, I I don't know. That's a really complicated fucking narrative. It's not. It's not really so much about acceptance. It's kind of just like, because like they don't even acknowledge it until like the very end when she's like, 
you're the one who wrote me that letter 27 years ago? Fuck, I gotta get me some of that dick. Uh, 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 <laughs> that um, good poetry writing dick? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really, I don't know, the, the movie kind of plays with whether or not she would have said yes to Ben if she had known that he like wrote the poetry. Just And, and it's like, I, I don't, I don't think she like, would have like not even like in yeah. a, because of like who Ben was. I don't think she would have because she was currently being abused by her father. <laughs> Absolutely. In high school. Like it's very, very clear that like Bev as a teenager in the film, like in the original series and or in the original uh, movie and in this one is like looks the way she does because she's being abused by her father. She's not yeah. in any position to be in a relationship. And it would be extremely fucked up to ask her to be in one. God, yeah. Yeah, I would say... The the abuse plotline might be, like, some of my least favorite shit. Like, especially in the first It, like, chapter one. Uh, but in this one, it is, it is just, like, really, like... Uh, it, it feels really gross. It feels gross. really, like... Uh, like, like, you know, like when shitty dudes are like, ha ha, I bet you were traumatized. Daddy issues. It's like, it's like one of them wrote her. Yeah. It really feels like that. Like, uh, like, you know, like they were like, oh, I got to write a character like this, but I don't actually empathize with her. <laughs> the actress does a great job. Like she does really yeah, well Jessica with what Chastain she has. Is an incredible actress. Yeah. Both, both, both um, the, the teen and the adult actress both do very good jobs with yes. it. Uh, yeah. That's actually part, why I mostly liked it. I feel like in the first one is because she did a very good job in her role. Yeah, uh, she's in a movie. Uh, the child actress is in a, a Hansel and Gretel one like movie that looks I'm, fucking sick. It it actually there's a this is another thing where it like sounds like a joke like a fucking yuppie Joker movie, but yeah. it's real. They're making a Hansel and Gretel movie, and it's like very like it looks good. It's it's <laughs> from the Black Coat's daughter guy, and it fucking it looks like it fucking slaps yeah because his movies are good i like his movies yeah um I, I i i would trust a hansel and gretel movie from him <laughs> why not uh you know? but yeah no like the actresses all do fine with with yeah. it it's just I, I would say her as an actress she's responding very realistically and very well to something that i don't to, to a trauma a source of trauma that i don't feel is portrayed responsibly or realistically yeah. um or or really empathetically or empathetically I, it's really just kind of presented in, in a way of like god doesn't it suck that like you know she's like trauma yeah <laughs> <laughs> no girl no don't have trauma you're so hot <laughs> <laughs> don't get traumatized you're so sexy uh, uh, <laughs> like literally that's what it feels like yeah yes and like sort of this i i hated the scene in the movie with her husband that she runs away from where it seems oh, like I he's just it. an okay guy, and then he's just like, actually, I'm not an okay guy. I'm the Joker, baby. Oh my god, that, that was that was like I was like, oh, that's actually really cool that they're like, you know, she's her marriage is falling apart because of this resurfaced trauma. Mm. But it's like, you know, the idea that like she had this stable life that she carved out after she got away. Oh no, just kidding. You know how women be. God, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if only you went with your fat high school sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch! You bitch! Yeah, it's like this... Thank God he's rich now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this doubly misogynist. Because she's, she's used to, you know, like a certain class. <laughs> God. Yeah, no, it's... It's, it's, double... it's, a, it's a weird double-edged, like, misogynist thing of just, like, 
oh, she's this beautiful pearl that's being mishandled by this very one-dimensional, like, father figure who's so cruel to her and, and doesn't really have any complexity. Uh, and, like, and, and, and also, like, how dare she be so shallow? Yeah. This bitch! This was horrid, horrid woman. She, uh, she just needs to realize that her true love was in front of her the whole time. And he gets a six-pack now. Yeah. Um, what a, what a, it's just so clumsy. It's just so badly done. It's, and I, I get that that's probably the original. I'm going to be reading the original book because uh, I hate myself. Um, <laughs> but so disappointing. Uh, so it's such a disappointing like yeah. execution of a much more interesting character than the book is, or than the film lets her be. Yeah. Um, which really describes all of the characters. They're not, they're so shallow. They're so nothing. It's for a three hour movie. It gives all of these characters like emotional arcs and develops only the most boring ones. <laughs> for real. So you brought up that the movie jump scares you with her husband being, sorry, we're going to keep going. No, no, no. Yeah, no, we can uh, keep going on that. Oh, uh, sorry. But like her, her husband just like all of a sudden jump scares her to be like, Hey, I'm evil now. Yeah. Uh, the movie... I was a good husband until I heard you say a boy's name. <laughs> <laughs> Which the movie continually does. Where where there is... It is such a claustrophobic movie as far as pacing that, like, it'll give you one crumb and then 40 minutes later it's like, hey, remember that crumb? Uh, that that was this now. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> that was dinner. <laughs> that was dinner. Eat it up. Eat the fucking, fucking slop. Eat the slop. <laughs> Um, so, like, there's this scene where Richie, uh, Finn Wolfhard slash Bill Hader's, uh, character, um, is playing a, a game in an arcade, uh, and the kid next to him is like, all right, I guess I'm out of quarters, I gotta go home, and then Finn Wolfhard turns to the kid and is like, wait, I got a quarter right here, do you wanna play another match? And the kid's like, ew, what are you, gay? Are you well, gay that's or just something? The kid at first is like, yeah, sure. And it seems like a normal child dynamic. Yeah. Like, just like, oh, he, here's a cool kid that he wants to play this game with because he's kind of an awkward nerd and this kid's clearly kind of cooler than him. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, the bullies show up and they're just like, hey, are you being gay? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, gay-mo. Get out of here, homo, <laughs> homosexual. Are you having homosexual interest in my cousin? It's a good thing we're saying this. Because the director sure as fuck doesn't know how to frame that. <laughs> the director does not know how to exp- explain this through action other than uh, dialogue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> through, through literally other characters saying it out loud, oh which they God. then do for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's shitty. Uh, it's a bad scene. <laughs> and it makes no fucking sense. And, he, and then he runs out and no one is the like clown is like, Hey, homo! <laughs> Well, the clown, the clown doesn't even say that. The clown's just like, I know your secret, which like I was talking to people after the movie and they were like, yeah, no, he kept saying that. And I didn't know what the secret was. And I was like, you remember that scene in the arcade? And they're like, no, <laughs> like it's so they do reincorporate it. I will get the movie credit this. It's the weirdest twist. They fake you out by making you think that Bill Hader's character had a childhood crush on Stanley. And then at the end, it turns out he had a childhood crush on Eddie. Yeah. It's like a twist ending on who he's gay for. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> Which like, is the stupidest joke. Yeah. It, it's really... 
Like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Like, why Why does his... Why like, hide it? <laughs> yeah, why does his sexuality... Well, I mean, like, that's the point of the movie, I guess. Like, it's like, oh, society is so scary, and all these societal uh, influences are just... Like, but this is... Like, I know that, that, like, a lot of gay people, especially in rural America, have to live in the closet. That's really rough. But it's it doesn't have to be, like, it doesn't have to be a spoiler thing in your movie. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to be the ending explained bullshit. Like, it's... Well, that's the other thing, too, is that it's, like, the original, you know, everything about this was originally from the 80s, which made more sense. Yeah. Because the 80s. Like, I mean, the they, 80s... People were corny in the 80s. They called people gamo and kicked them out of arcades. Yeah, maybe. and, like, and like you know, like, there's more reason to be closeted in the 80s, you know? <laughs> oh, no, I, wasn't, I wasn't alive in the 80s. It was black and white TV back then. <laughs> it was black and white TV, and, and President Roosevelt was on the screen. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Was on the radio telling us <laughs> to buy, I don't know, God. war bonds. Remember in the 80s when they <laughs> and did a, that? And an ear of corn cost five cents. <laughs> oh, God. What was like what was like a famous... Uh, remember in the 80s when they did the fucking radio play of The Godfather and everyone thought it was real? So they shot each other? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, it's, 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 it's so... It's, it's such a... It's so we are adapting this from a source material which was written in the eighties. Yeah. About eighties gay stuff. Probably not very well then either. And the way we are adapting it to thirty years later. Yeah. Is is we're just doing what it does in the book. <laughs> which like, is like things have changed in thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. you can't like I'm sorry, you can't do a narrative like this beat for beat the same way. Because it doesn't fucking work like that. Nothing you portray in the movie works like that now. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, maybe that's just a maybe that's just a difficulty in storytelling. That like maybe maybe forms of I guess like street harassment that feel kind of didactic to us when they're when they're portrayed in films uh, are like you know people really did say fucking twenty three skidoo or whatever. <laughs> like who knows? So, straight up, here's here's something they could have fixed this stupid narrative with. Yes. Um, one, so his actual crush is on Eddie. Eddie was like the hydro, like super, like, uh, he hypochondriac, like yeah. child, right? They don't reflect it at all in the characterization, by the way. No, they don't. It is very much so heavily implied the whole film that he had a crush on Stanley. And so he feels guilty that Stanley's dead. I didn't dead. even feel that. That's it's, there's like a few small, stupid lines about it. Okay. Um, and then at the end it's revealed that he starts crying and then he, you see what he was carving on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually E, not S, because they don't show you what the second name he was carving the first time was. Yeah. No, the, the, sorry. The way they show it is they have flashbacks of him and Stanley. Mm. And so the implication is that he was hanging around Stanley a lot because he had a crush on him. Like he goes to where, where Stanley does the like, I'll always be a fucking loser uh, speech. Oh, yeah. And that's... like that's that's like immediately after those scenes. And, like, what's, the, what's the point of that scene? To to, mi- to mislead you to mislead you into thinking he's gay for Stanley and not gay for Eddie. Bad writing. Anyway, so here's how you fix that. Uh, Eddie, all right, we, we already have Eddie as the hypochondriac character. Bam. In the 80s, the homophobia that uh, Bill... What's Bill Hader's character name? Richie. Richie. The, the homophobia he experiences as they say, Ew, are you going to give me AIDS? Because it's the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fucking 80s in the flashback, and that's what homophobia manifests as. Yeah. Like, are you ready to talk about these phobias, really? Yeah. Or do you just want to make your feel-good jerk-off? Like, I'm not going to sit here and insinuate that Stephen King and the creators of this movie don't fucking care. Be- like, they don't. 
but but uh, they will say they do they will say what they do and make and and write these like sweeping narratives about social change um that are like i don't know maybe like but don't acknowledge how things have actually changed yeah in any way uh so it's like you you have that you have that be his trauma of a kid in the 80s being told he has aids and the person he has a crush on is a huge hypochondriac and that immediately changes a great way in which you can write the tension of him still being paranoid to tell this person he has a crush on him because he views being gay as being diseased and the person he has a crush on has a terrifying phobia of disease. That's at least fascinating. Like, and that's, 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 that's still something gays in the 20 and 2010s like have to deal with is yeah. the fear of being diseased. Yeah. Yeah. Get on prep everybody. For yeah. Real. Not even, not even, that's not a joke. Have, have, yeah, have a joke be about, like, how he's, like, he's, like, oh, I, like, he just mentions to Eddie's, like, oh, you know, I'm on prep now. And Eddie goes, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hire us, Hollywood. Yeah, come there you like, come on. It's so easy. It's so easy to write this. Writing is the easiest thing in the world. I mean, uh, it's not, it's far from it, but, you know. Um, and then, like, the, you know, I guess we also, since we're talking about this, the, the gay bashing scene. Yeah. Yes, so, uh, Let's let's segue into that because okay. because uh, we have the happy ending of this film, which is a gay man carving initials onto a bridge of his unrequited childhood crush that he hasn't gotten over, uh, and then he doesn't even confess to his friends. Yeah, who are there? Who are all adults in like and, the and twenty? Like trying to console him. Yeah, who are all adults? All of whom have like fled this small town and probably are pretty fine one of them who works in hollywood like yeah. come on dude <laughs> fucking a and so like that that's the ending let's talk about the beginning um so i i i will say i don't mind that they open with a gay bashing scene i i think it's a bold choice i just don't think they justify it exactly. <laughs> like at yes. all i think i would love to see a horror film that legitimately and from from like an actual realized perspective, like is able to include LGBT, like victims, survivors, just like you know, able to include them in like a regular horror narrative, without making a show of it. And it sure fucking feels like you guys are making a show about it's, this. It's the thing about it that makes it so upsetting, is that it's not like the because like it's not upsetting to me in a like upsetting way. But the thing that makes it upsetting to me is like this doesn't feel like the spectacle of like. Oh, a hate crime. This is something I, as a gay person in 2019, am horrified by. It's like, oh, this is what straight people think hate crimes look like. Yeah. Is like a queen just being like, oh, the library is open, honey. <laughs> your wig. Your, your wig is snatched. And then they just kill him and throw him off a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not... Like it's not no, really. No, a gay man in small town America being confronted on a darkened bridge by a bunch of homophobes who look like they're rotting. <laughs> First off, yeah, uh, is not going to be like your hair looks like a wig. Yeah, no. Like no, he's going to be fucking scared shitless. They're not going to talk back. Like that's and and if know. they do, it's going to be better than that. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> for real. And and it's. It's it's entirely just a moment for for the audience to be like, yes, Queen, to your dying breath, read them. Yeah, um, <laughs> RuPaul voice, <laughs> RuPaul clapping. It's so, it, it's tough to be like you're a bad writer because you don't know what life is or what people say. Uh, but I would love to. I I really just want to say that to the people who wrote this movie because yeah. like you need to you maybe you should 
know what, <laughs> like, people do. Yeah, what, you should know how things work. Yeah. Like, I, I again, Motivation, it's like, like you said, it's like, we, like I said, like, we don't mind, like, an LGBT victim. It's like, it's like, you know, there was people like, I can't believe Pennywise would kill a gay man. And it's like, yeah, it's like Pennywise eats a child's face halfway through this movie. Yeah. And that child has like a weird facial thing that he preys on. Like, it's pretty obvious that Pennywise's whole bit is preying on insecurities Mm -hmm. and like weakness, not weaknesses, but like things that leave people socially vulnerable. So it makes sense. You know, that makes sense. And they, they set that up to build up a narrative to parallel with Bill Hader's character. The problem is that they don't, execute any of that well yeah <laughs> so it's just like this is a badly written gay like hate crime scene yeah this is like up there with the scene in stonewall when he gets hate crime Ugh. which is also atrocious we have both <laughs> and was stonewall, actually made by, by a gay man <laughs> yeah that's that man that's the one where it's just like oh like you you aren't valid i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Sorry, Emmerich, but Stonewall is like a two-hour movie that feels like it's five hours long and yeah. has some of the funniest, worst gay like movie shit in it, but is Real. so insufferable for every scene that aren't those. <laughs> yeah. Um, to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit, we did just got get off talking about uh, a scanner darkly for our Patreon exclusive film critters throws it back series yeah uh, if you don't know about that we talk about old movies voted by our patrons check out our patrons. yeah yeah we, we every month uh people at the five dollar well actually everyone gets to vote but at the five dollar yeah. tier everyone gets a it's a bonus episode that we put out every month which is just us watching a movie that's voted on um every month there's a theme and we put out a poll for people to pick yeah and if you're already a patron uh i love you yeah, um, thanks thanks for that thanks uh <laughs> <laughs> uh but like the thing the the contrast that i would kind of pull is that a scanner a scanner darkly i would say is a lot more uh a lot more cognizant of of what the actual forces and and like systems are at play that like do actually prey on vulnerable people in real life because it's not you know it's not like a pennywise clown or some killer that's like you know like every every now and then it's not it's not a a man honking his nose (laughs) yeah i mean i think being marginalized absolutely puts you more at risk of literal violence um but i think in a, in most cases that violence is uh perpetuated in like a structural way in office buildings yeah in, in rooms where you're you know pulled into a meeting room and told about how the next like 30 years of your life are going to change suddenly like you know structural changes st- like structural really scary changes often happen in paperwork yeah uh you know and like People do get stabbed and hate crimes do happen. And that that's like a whole other axiom of like privilege and like difficult, you know, like trauma and like all sorts of shit that is like a separate conversation from, I guess, just systemic difficulty. So it feels like a scanner darkly is a starker, a bit of a starker like relief, uh, whereas it is just part of this like really mainstream sort of long narrative of obscu- obfuscation of what those forces even are. It's because it part two feels like it is using hate crimes to sell Funko Pops. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, it, that's that is it. what it comes down to. That like that, that's me. what makes that scene so offensive. Isn't its inclusion in the movie? Isn't its inclusion in the text? Isn't its use as an opening film scene? It's the fact that it is used for nothing. For, nothing. <laughs> for a big nothing burger of a movie. And, Oh my god, like, this is an optics issue that I have my own, like, anxiety spin-outs, like, catastrophizing spin-outs about, of just, like, the optics of 
billionaire companies, like, plastering diversity onto these billion-dollar movies uh, with, like, the absolutely no real conceits of, like, actually expounding yeah. or solving. Uh, like, I, I, I do... There's, like, a conspiracy theorist part of my brain that's just, like, you're perpetuating these, like, bull- bullshit, unhelpful narratives on purpose, aren't you? Like... Oh, a hundred percent. No, it's, it's, it's entirely, it's like, it's like, this is, this is what we've statistically calculated will generate the most money with the least effort while not actually helping anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry to sound like we're shaking canes over this, but it's just like, it's ultimately like, I think that like the sort of capitalist leanings of this movie, not only are really morally, it's like when a, when a film is like morally bankrupt, it you know, automatic by default is like artistically bankrupt. Like bad writing aside, it's just like you're not working from fertile ground. Yeah, you're you're working on a paycheck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, working for the for the numbers. Make the numbers go up for the big studio man. Yeah, big man, big man wants wants all that money, 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 money. Yeah. And you know what? They found out that sells well. Kids getting killed. <laughs> Kids getting just fucking chomped on by a clown. Just show the child death. Um, Do you think their decision to open with the hate crime was because they felt like they had to top it part one? Because people were like, I remember people being shocked that it actually opens with Georgie getting graphically killed. I remember being shocked by that. Because um, I remember it was like a I, big deal. Was people were like, yeah, like you expect it to just be he disappears like in most horror films. But like, no, they show his like arm get ripped off and him like crying and screaming being dragged into the sewer. I, yeah, because I think there's like, I'm really glad that it part two kind of came out and like, I'm able, I'm able to have a more clear idea of the intent of the filmmakers. Yeah. Um, because I, I was, I remember being really shocked by it, by the beginning of it part one. Um, and, uh, in retrospect, my I, I I it paints it in a bit of a different light because I don't necessarily I'm like someone who definitely as a teenager I was like, oh let people make whatever art they want, freedom of speech, blah blah blah. But like it does it, it does give me pause as as like you know, soon as a soon to be PTA aged like, <laughs> <laughs> woman, uh like to see um to, to see, like, again, you know, a billion-dollar budget movie p- mainstreaming images of violence against children. Uh, like, not so much by itself, but, like, in cast against the homophobia, cast against all of the other violence of people who are, um, like, violence against people who are marginalized and, uh, and vulnerable. Um, I think... I, 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 I don't think at this stage in history it's helpful to see that violence really either um because it hasn't been helping so far yeah i think that's i think that's bold i i also think that like a part of me feels like in a lot of ways the first movie was kind of sincere mm-hmm. it, big budget as sincere as you can get with that yeah uh, but it feels like there's real creative work from there this one just feels like a paycheck it feels like the first yeah. movie was too successful we got to recreate it and like address criticisms we got with the first movie. Mm-hmm. And also we got to bring the kids back, even though this whole pitch of this one was that it's them grown up. Yeah. Like, I feel like the kids, the kids get more character development than the adult versions of themselves in this movie. Yeah. 
kind of honestly they they're they go through like the most sort of emotional work yeah for a movie that's supposed to be about the adults dealing with the trauma of their childhood it's like i don't know don't don't come in the comments being like you know they're the same character it's an adult version of the kid we fucking know we fucking they're not the same character (laughs) really they're really they're not they're not that's that's the problem with the movie (laughs) yeah i mean is is there one even one character in this film Pennywise. <laughs> Pennywise, yeah. I, I, Pennywise know. in his three orbs. Pennywise in his three <laughs> balls. Yeah. God. It's... That weird end scene where they're just like, you got a small dick, Pennywise. <laughs> you little fucking cuck. <laughs> you fucking cuck, man. You cuck little boy, twist, baby. Boy, bitch. <laughs> Your arms yeah, look like no. cigarettes. I could fucking smoke you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. Uh. Yeah, I can't come up with very many more ways to say the writing was bad, but it's, like it's, the it's, fact that the movie ends with a scene of them just being like, "You suck, you're fucking, you're stupid. a fucking clown, fucking piece of fucking," which shit. is weird. It weirds me out too because like we got to make him feel small. We got to make him small, so they call him a clown, and I'm like, clowns are adult sized. <laughs> and also, you're, he knows he's a clown. Yeah, like, <laughs> he made this choice. He's not like, ah, damn, a clown. The one thing I hate being more than anything. <laughs> God. Yeah, bad movie. But spends way too much time just like look at these funny jokes that we can get make Bill Hader to say. Yeah, look at these like he said. Remember when he said, "I hope it's a small dog," and now it's a small dog. But is it really a small dog? Haha! <laughs> this scene goes on for ten minutes. That's that's how you write a movie. All wh- you need to wh- do... While like three other characters are like dying. <laughs> All you need is goofy japes from a from an SNL cast member. I uh. I left uh, part of the film during to go to like to go get some water, uh-huh. uh, and when I came back, uh, it was when Eddie was going to go get his his token of bullshit, um, and I just walk in on the scene where he's getting puked on while and I was just like, "What the fuck is this scene?" <laughs> Because, like, I wasn't gone that it's a, long. It's like the other movies, right? Where they put the music on and it doesn't match with the what the visuals are. Yeah. It's like I was just like, I, like I, I, I seriously was, like, pulling up the Wikipedia page. Like, did I miss something? Like, what the? Like, I walk out. I'm like, oh, he's going to go get his thing. I don't care. I'll, I come back and he's getting vomited on in the face while music is playing. And I'm like, what the fuck happened while I was yeah, gone? Not even plot relevant music was it like i don't i i don't remember that song playing at any other point in the film maybe no. it did but it's three hours long is it like what kind of make, what kind of movie are you making but is there's there's so many there's so many they desperately wanted to have comedy in it like in stranger yeah. things make it funny then or yeah make it, make pick it, one <laughs> make it funny or scary yeah like, or like i don't i don't know god so excited such a weird weirdly <laughs> edited film it's so weirdly edited in that way. I don't know why I'm giving so much behind the scenes info in this episode, but we're about to we're about to talk about Midsummer Director's Cut in our next episode, uh, which is either going going up before or after this. Midsummer's right, you know, and it's great because Midsummer's Director's um, Cut really shows the differences editing can make <laughs> for real and writing. Yeah, like, Midsummer being a movie that is both scary and funny, like at the, all at the same time, and and is like perfectly balances those genres and like, like perfectly tuned in ways so that like like there's going to be different things which are going to be funny to some people and scary to some people and yeah. vice versa but yeah. that works tonally throughout the whole film absolutely brilliant yeah this scene has a scene where 
fucking a, a guy climbs through a window and stabs a dude and he, then the other guy like stabs him and it's like played for laughs and then he's just fine the next scene oh, he just yeah. comes back and he's like yeah i went to the hospital and i'm okay now <laughs> i'm okay i was stabbed. oh he's life. dead now glad we spent like 40 minutes of this movie on him <laughs> Glad that we went out of our way to establish that he wasn't dead at the end of the last movie yeah. to bring him back and kill him almost immediately. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. He spends more time in that film escaping the insane asylum that he's in than actually threatening the adults that he escapes the insane asylum to threaten. What a... Just, I hated that. That whole fucking... Like, why? Why? Why did he need to be in the second movie? There, there was literally no... I could not think of a scene... I mean, okay, I'm assuming he was in the book, but it's also like, you could just cut him out. Like, fans aren't going to be like, I can't believe you cut him out. My favorite character, the bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's fucking hard to make an adaptation, uh, but at the same time, I... I feel, <laughs> then don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like editorship was not done here just just like all right big dick big boys made chapter one and it got a bunch of money now let's bring ship back. you off to the second film immediately and not double check that script that is three hours <laughs> looks like yeah no it's fine keep going no it's the first one is long too it's fine it's fine it's fine yeah, it's fine it's fine fine just 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 go with shooting we're on schedule listen finn wolfhard is turning 17 we need to <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, shoot, you this gotta shoot this now fuck um, He's six foot five now. Come on, we gotta. <laughs> the kids are just like growing rapidly. Like as the <laughs> they're in the middle, like they're in the middle of filming a scene with the fucking Eddie, and he just grows a beard while he's talking. <laughs> oh god. Uh, but anyway, Bill Skarsgård, great job. You did it. You did wonderful as Pennywise. Um, yeah, he did. No, the the, the act the acting in this film was mostly all over the place uh <laughs> but people i think were doing the best of what they what they had bill Hader, i think actually would be good I, in more horror films i think so i i think that he was the only one who was able to like bring pathos to his character yes yeah or 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 like i don't know because because i i think that like if if someone's got to write the fucking movie so and if it's got to be the actor on set improving <laughs> then by god that's better than nothing. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, I, I, I think that he did a shockingly good job. I, I was, uh, I think his, his stood out, um, fucking, uh, what was her name? Jessica Chastain stood out and, uh, Bill Skarsgård definitely stood out. Um, was, everyone else kind of, all right, we've been, I will say we've been talking about this movie way too long, but I want to cover one more thing. Okay. You know those videos, uh, I, I this is like a really niche, like, film culture thing. You know those videos on YouTube where the title is all lowercase and it's like X-celebrity and Y-celebrity being yeah, X yeah, adjective? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, the companies are starting to make those now. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Are, are you finding ones for this? For, yes. Okay. Where it's like, uh, Jessica Chastain and a, a random other uh, actor in this movie being a chaotic duo or something like oh no 100 percent. those are being made you? these are 100 percent. like it's 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 like a, it's like you, who fucking cares if you go to like like r slash movies it's so obvious so many of the posts on it are paid 
Yeah, because oh it's just like, God. look at this cute moment of Brie Larson on the set of Marvel suck off fucking <laughs> shit's town. <laughs> fucking Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, look. Oh, look at this like cute moment. Uh, Florence oh Pudge God. frowning really heavily because she went from being in a great movie to a fucking garbage Marvel movie. Yeah. I'm sure she loves to be there, though. I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure she loves money. Money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, it's it's hey, such... Marvel cast me real quick. I, uh. Hey, Marvel, let me flex on you. <laughs> let me flex on I, you real me, quick. Let me, let me be a class trader real quick. Uh, I can't joke about that. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, you can. Why not? <laughs> oh, fuck it. We're all class traders down here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on, on the real, it's so like, no, I 100% think that they're, that, that, that studios have started making up. I definitely think like, I would say 30 to 50% of fan culture online now is is fake. Manufactured. Absolutely. Is manufactured. Like, even if like people are genuinely engaging with it, I think studios set them to do so. Yeah. It, and it makes it hard to talk about things I like on the internet. That's why I don't fucking do it anymore. Yeah, that's why I don't even fucking bother. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm kind of like... Uh, I don't know. In a sense, I'm glad about the mainstreaming of the internet and like Web 3.0 and all this bullshit because it just means I spend less time in front of my fucking laptop and my phone. Like, yeah, because now you can't be depressed online anymore. Yeah, because every because then KFC will be like, "Hey, we got a dating sim for you." All the capitalist forces that were making you depressed are in front of your face all the fucking time now. So and and now oh you well. there was like that brief, oh, beautiful window of time when they were trying to start doing it like on Tumblr, but like they were really bad at it. So you could just like <laughs> completely derail an ad campaign, like just edit their just posts. for fun. Yeah, I am. <laughs> people constantly say that the reason. Uh, editing posts got taken away was because of that thing where somebody edited John Green's post. I don't think it's true. I think it's because people started editing Denny's posts. Specifically, there was one where they ed somebody edited the post to say, when daddy brings you the eggies, and it got <laughs> like hundreds of thousands of notes and everybody thought it was a real Denny's post and were pissed off at Denny's because of it. And I think that's why editing got taken away. And that's why Denny's hired their social media uh, marketing idiot and yeah. fucked up Twitter forever. Um, fucking ruined Twitter permanently. Thanks, Denny's in America. God, um, Denny's really was... We, we, we were warned. There were people who were like, guys, I don't like that Denny's is a Tumblr. I don't like this. <laughs> we're, uh, I don't like, like that they a, talk like one of us. Not a good sign. It's a litmus test for the Trump presidency. Um, it was a real skin taker moment and everyone's like I don't think this guy's real and everyone's like no it's our friend Denny's no it's our friend Denny's it's so funny right <laughs> it's our friend Denny's who's been here the whole time <laughs> um, so yeah kind of goes without saying it chapter 2 more like shit chapter more two. like shit uh, I'm number 2 shit. because number 2 is the number of shit that <laughs> is the poo poo number <laughs> number 2 is the number of shit <laughs> Jay said it best. Uh, what would you rather spend your ticket price on? Uh, what is it at? Like 15, 10, 15? 15 dollars. I'd say 15 dollars. Um, you know, I have AMC pass. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> God, what would I have rather spent it on? I guess like maybe like DVDs of the original because I started watching it on Hulu and then Hulu took it down before I could finish it. Oh yeah. So I never got to watch the original. And I, I do like to go back and, you know, watch influential horror media. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean it also has such like the original it, I should clarify, uh also has like kind of a weird a weird legacy as far as being kind of 
poorly reviewed. Yeah, but that always makes them interesting to re- like to like revisit is things that yeah. were that were like very culturally influential but very critically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's an interesting artifact in that way that like everybody remembers being scared shitless by um, Tim uh, Tim Curry Tim Curry's performance Tim Clowney Tim Clowney, uh, but no one really remembers the like. Very silly. Well, pe- I guess people do remember the silly spider prosthesis at the end of that movie. Yeah, no, people definitely definitely remember that, which I think is uh, is maybe part of the joke of uh, the endings always suck. Yeah. And the ending to this one's going to suck, too. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up. No. <laughs> Fuck it. Ooh, thunder. Oh, we just got A some thunder. A dark and stormy night here for us recording this horror special. Uh... That's wow. That's really rare in Seattle, actually. Yeah, no, we just had one. Hopefully, we don't get a power outage. Yeah, that would be really bad. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not save, save the file. Save the file. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Um. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what about you? What would you have rather spent your fifteen on? Um. Clown makeup. <laughs> for my so you clown can post. Life. <laughs> so you can post. So I can post online. So I can post my takes. Uh, what do you? What are you glad you didn't spend your fifteen on? Um, God, on the subject of Halloween costumes, I did go to like, uh, we have a local store. I don't think it's the store's fault. I think it's honestly a great store. Um, God, I sound like such a fucking let me speak to your manager. Ass <laughs> yeah. right now. Uh, I got like a, I got like a prosthetic that was about $15 and it like the glue didn't work and it looked like shit and like it had liquid had liquid silicone in it but that also looked like shit and wouldn't dry and i just hated it oh. um that, that made me sad and i would not rather go through that again what would you <laughs> what, what would you not have uh set my 15 dollars on um there's like this like so i was going to like i had like an appointment and so like i showed up kind of early so i was like oh there's a fall place here and it was really bad pho and it kind of like gave me the shits oh no uh and i guess i'd rather not have that because like i don't know if you've never had bad pho it's hard to make bad pho so when the pho's bad it's really bad what oh my god did they give you like raw meat and shit or like no it's just like the it was like the texture of the meat was like chewy strange it was like and like there was like a yeah probably not spend spending very much time actually cooking yeah uh and then like the the broth to like noodle to meat ratio was like all fucked up and like the noodles like tasted like they were probably stale before they were put in mm. just all around like a terrible 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 pho uh, and it made me sick so yeah I, i'd rather not eat that pho again so in conclusion boo boo but bad movie poo 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 diarrhea uh, uh, shit in my if you really want to see the ending of it i guess you can go see it Otherwise, give this one a pass. pass. Although I get, I did get some tickets for some friends of ours, and they they apparently really enjoyed it. All right. Well, fuck them. Yes. Fuck you. No, they're gonna listen to this. They're gonna listen to this. It's our good friend. It was a good. It was a good. Our good friend. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm cutting. I'm cutting. Yeah, you can cut all that. that. <laughs> but that's why I was like, uh, at this point, we're probably just cutting it. So I'll just say who it actually was. Yeah. But in any case, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Uh, and um yeah we enjoyed talking about this film at the very least and uh like like i explained we're gonna talk we're we're gonna talk about midsummer director's cut which we saw and we're gonna talk about um scanner darkly which is gonna go up on our patreon uh Mm -hmm. at some fucking point so keep an eye out um and we love you
And well, thank you for supporting us on Patreon if you're not. And if yes. you're not, thank you for at least listening. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next time. I'm Baru. And I'm Jay Bearhat. And bye. Bye. <laughs>